What is wrong with you? Also, I'm sorry if I gave you flashbacks to your childhood. The specific you that I'm talking about here is Miranda Wilson. Miranda is an aesthetic nurse practitioner out of California, and so essentially she injects people's faces with chemicals for a living. Part of that plastic and cosmetic surgery industry that's booming right now. But the reason today that I'm talking to slash about Miranda is because over the weekend I came across this video she put out about a young actress by the name of Natalia Dyer, as she plays Nancy Wheeler in Stranger Things. And in this video, unprompted, out of nowhere, she essentially is like, here's how I'd fix Natalia's face. We start by treating those masks and we all know how much I love treating masseters to help slim the face. Next, I would actually add a little bit of chin filler just to help fill out her chin and make her face more of like a heart shape. Next, I would add a little bit to the lips, just a little bit, nothing crazy. Miranda then goes on to talk about other things she would do to her face, including using Botox to sculpt her eyebrows and then unveiling the final results. All right, let's see what the final product would give us. Ta-da! All right, how do we like my Photoshop skills? As we can tell, her jaw is slimmer, her chin is more pointy, and her eyebrows are more lifted, and gotta love that pout. And so now with that, I want to repeat, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I just have to know, like, do you realize how fucked up this is, or have you just deleted the video because you were like, people were being mean to me? I'm the victim. You, an apparent professional in this industry, decide to look at this young woman, and without her consent or any indication that she wants to change any features about herself, you're like, here's how I'd fix you. Which, by by the way, I mean, looking through some of the responses, I, I agree with many. Like, why would you take this this naturally great face and turn her into a fucking Bratz doll? Like, if people want to get plastic surgery or fillers or any of that stuff, okay, that's fine. But this is some other weird, disgusting thing that you're doing here. Like, we live at a time where young people's mental health and self-image are at all-time lows. Like, when you look to social media, you already have to deal with celebrities who have secret plastic surgery presenting as his natural beauty. And with social media, we've seen the rise of assholes like Miranda who are, like, injecting insecurities into people. And understand, while I'm talking about Miranda's day, it's not limited to her. Like, there's a whole disgusting side of TikTok that does this bullshit to varying degrees. If you've got a favorite celebrity, they probably have a video on her. Olivia Rodrigo, doesn't matter that she's a teenager. Major. There she is. Zendaya? Oh, look, there's before photos where she's literally a child. And to that point, I want to make sure I'm not talking about all plastic surgery content. I think there's a lot of stuff that's very informative. I also think on the stuff that I feel disgusted by, there's blatantly wrong, like what we saw here with Miranda, and there's stuff that, like, rides a weird line. But with you, Miranda, in this specific situation, I just, it's so black and white. It's so clear. Like, it just makes me wonder, is your brain as smooth as your Botox-riddled skin? This isn't okay. If you even remotely think that you're the victim here and that the internet's piling on wrongly, you're wrong. And I truly hope you realize, while you, you know, you're in a very valid field, what you're doing is what an asshole would do. You're making and promoting problems because you want to monetize the solution. That's it. It's that simple. But where I want to end this story, I just need you to know this. You watching right now, you are valid. You're amazing. You don't need these needle-jabbing, money-hungry filler pushes to look amazing. But you could use a new exhausted beautiful bastard tee and hoodie that just dropped at beautifulbastard.com to help you out a little bit. Also, in case you're wondering, yes, I am the best at transitions on YouTube. But, uh, joking aside, we do actually have a new launch over at beautifulbastard.com. We've got the brand new exhausted tee, hoodie, zip-up hoodie, and tank top because it's so hot. And an exhausted hat to keep that damn sun out of your eyes. And this brand new beautiful bastard gear. Also, I'm gonna call it a climate change special for the next week. The hoodies are discounted. But yeah, snag what you want while you can over at beautifulbastard.com. And then, you know, longtime listeners of the show might remember this really heartwarming, inspiring story from almost about five years ago. It's fall in Philadelphia and Kate McClure's driving down I-95 when her car runs out of gas. She's stranded. She's afraid. So she gets out and she starts heading for the nearest gas station, but not before a man approaches her, Johnny Bobbitt Jr. He's homeless, usually sitting on the roadside with a sign, but on this day, he decides to be an angel telling McClure to get back in her car and returning minutes later 
later with a red gas can that he had bought with his last $20, which understandably left McClure just floored at his generosity. And although she didn't have any money to pay him back with, she gave him a jacket, gloves, a hat, and socks over the next few weeks. But then, you know, she decides that's just not enough. And so she teams up with her boyfriend, Mark D'Amico, and they set up a GoFundMe for Bobbitt. They're just hoping to raise $10,000 for rent, a vehicle, and six months of expenses. But this story goes viral, and over 14,000 people feel so touched by this story, they donate more than $400,000. It's just beautiful, and it's something that would bring me to tears if the whole thing wasn't a bunch of fucking bullshit. Maybe you remember, but there was that soul-crushing plot twist. What? Yes, this is the Philip DeFranco show. Almost a year after the viral fundraiser, the story started to unravel, with Bobbitt filing a lawsuit against McClure and D'Amico for using the GoFundMe as their personal piggy bank, with that leading to federal investigators taking an interest, and they discovered that not only did the couple indeed pocket the vast majority of the money, blowing it on a BMW, expensive handbags, vacations, and casino ventures, they also made up the whole story and Bobbitt was in on it. McClure never ran out of gas and Bobbitt never paid for her gas, it was all a lie. Though, Bobbitt was actually homeless and struggling with drug addiction later, saying through his attorney that he deeply regrets what they did. And the thing is, like, they didn't even need to deeply investigate this. Like, for some reason, McClure thought it was a great idea to text a friend an hour after launching the GoFundMe and said, okay, so wait, the gas part is completely made up, but the guy isn't. I had to make something up to make people feel bad. So shush about the made up stuff. And that was in addition to the seriously disturbing audio that was leaked of her and D'Amico arguing. You heard what he said. If this turns into a criminal thing. You don't go to jail for lying on TV. But who made me lie on TV? Who cares? What do you mean, who cares? I care. With things getting really heated as they were pointing fingers at each other. You're blaming me because a junkie decided to start that's what you're falling for? And so as far as what happened, shockingly, those two little lovebirds soon broke up, with her then arguing in court that he led the scam and strung her along. But now the whole trio is going behind bars with all three pleading guilty. D'Amico's getting five years, McClure's getting one, and Bob is being sentenced with a five-year special probation and drug treatment. And while with this story, my response to this is good, fuck these assholes, I, I do have some sympathy for Bob. Right, if I'm homeless on the side of the road, I got a drug problem, yeah, I'm doing this. Was it wrong? Yes. But were you also going through an unimaginably hard time and exploited by this couple and you were looking for anything that could possibly help you in a life that was just shitting on you? Yeah, but with that said, that's the story, some of my personal thoughts, and now I'll pass the question off to you. What are your thoughts here? But from that, I want to take a second to thank the fantastic sponsor of today's show, SeatGeek. Summer concerts are here and that means that you can get $20 off tickets at SeatGeek when using promo code Phil. And if you don't know what SeatGeek is, they're a ticketing app that makes buying tickets super simple. I've got the app on my phone and it is by far the best way to buy tickets. I use it for kind of small or regular things as well as I used it to go to the Super Bowl. Plus, with so many amazing Amazing concerts and festivals happening right now, you're not gonna wanna miss out. I'm talking The weekend, Billie Eilish, Justin Bieber, Bad Bunny, and so much more. SeatGeek wants to make sure that you're getting a good deal, so when you're on the app, look for the green dots. Green means good deal, red means bad. And remember, I've got the hookup. You just gotta use code Phil for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code Phil. Just make sure you click that link in the description down below to download the app. And then, let's talk about, I guess, the world deciding that we just, we didn't have enough stuff to deal with, so I guess now we have to talk about monkeypox. And that, because over the weekend, the World Health Organization organization officially declared monkeypox a global emergency. The move was made by the WHO's director general who overruled a panel of advisors after they failed to reach a consensus on the matter, and with him telling reporters that while the organization's advisors have not yet agreed that monkeypox is an international emergency, one of the reasons that he sidestepped them was because it's important to try to curb the disease before it gets worse, saying we have an outbreak that has spread around the world rapidly through new modes of transmission about which we understand too little and which meets the criteria. Right, and this emergency declaration is very notable because it is the highest alert level that the WHO can issue, and it means that the organization 
Organization views the outbreak as a significant enough threat to public health to warrant a coordinated global response. And among other measures, this designation could lead member countries to invest in controlling the disease, marshal more funding to fight outbreaks, and put pressure on governments to share vaccines, treatments, and other resources. It's also very significant because this specific designation is actually quite rare. According to reports, the WHO currently only uses it as a label for COVID-19 and polio. And so it just underscores how serious they think that this is. Right, well, monkeypox has existed for decades. It's endemic to Western and Central Africa and has largely been contained to the region. But according to WHO data, over 16,000 cases of monkeypox have been reported in more than 70 countries this year, with the number of confirmed infections skyrocketing 77% from late June through early July. Currently, more than 80% of the cases confirmed in 2022 are in Europe, but over the last few weeks, infections have surged drastically in the U.S., with the CDC reporting 2,891 cases of monkeypox in America, meaning the new infections are 10 times higher than they were just a month ago. Also, in the U.S., like the rest of the world, the outbreak has reportedly been largely concentrated among men who have sex with men, the World Health Organization reporting that this demographic composes 98% of all cases worldwide. And so with that, and this of course being a new situation for most everyone looking at it, there's been a lot of harmful, often homophobic misinformation that's been swirling around. Right? For example, one of the most dominant false claims that's been circulating out there is the assertion that monkeypox can only be transmitted during sex. But that simply isn't true, right? For some context here. Monkeypox belongs to the same family as smallpox, and the CDC describes it as having symptoms that are similar but less severe than that disease. This including flu-like symptoms as well as a rash of pox that spreads all over the body. And also like smallpox, monkeypox is spread by both direct and indirect contact with the rash, scabs, and fluids of an infected person. Meaning that in addition to spreading from skin to skin physical contact with someone who has a rash like during sex, a person could also get infected from sharing clothes, blankets, or linens that have been exposed as well as through respiratory droplets. And while yes, the CDC says that it is investigating if the virus can be present in semen, vaginal fluids, or other bodily fluids, what we do know is that right now it certainly can spread in non-sexual ways. And one of the reasons I think it's important that we spread the word on this isn't just because I'm like, hey, be nicer to the alphabet mafia, though yeah, just be fucking nice. Because yes, not only does it stigmatize the LGBTQ plus community, but it also creates the dangerous misconception that others are not at risk. And in the US, the CDC has recently reported a small handful of cisgender women who have contracted this. And just this Friday, it announced that two children had contracted it separately, marking the first documented cases among kids in this outbreak. And so with this, you have WHO officials warning against complacency and misinformation. With Dr. Catherine Smallwood, the senior emergency officer at the organization, telling reporters just today, at the moment, cases continue to be reported among men who have sex with men for the most part, but we should not expect that to remain as such. And adding that it's actually not unusual for the outbreak of a virus to start in one group or a setting before spreading more broadly. And at the same time, you have other experts saying that right now we are at a critical turning point for combating a broader outbreak. And this is specifically true in the US. Right? Because unlike COVID, the CDC had tests available before this outbreak began. And because monkeypox is similar to smallpox, there are already existing smallpox treatments and vaccines that are effective against both. And because monkeypox has a long incubation period, the development of a contact tracing program could seriously help containment. But experts have also said that federal health agencies have been far too slow to move on these efforts. But right now there is hope because you have experts saying that we can get this under control. As one UCLA epidemiologist who has studied monkeypox explained, I absolutely think that it can be contained. But whether it will be depends upon the resources dedicated to doing this and the speed with which we can act. It really will require a major concerted effort locally, nationally, and globally. But as for what actually happens and what everything looks like, We'll have to wait and see, because, you know, just another day of living through history. But ultimately, that is where that story and today's show ends. Thank you for watching, being a part of that conversation, subscribing for these daily dives in the news. If you're looking for more news, you can click here or here or in the description down below, along with the link to Beautiful Bastard. But as always, my name's Philip DeFranco. You've just been filled in. I love yo faces, and I'll see you tomorrow.